You can save 15% or more at Amazon when you pay with Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv. You can set your own discount. 5% gets you fastest delivery, or you can set it to 30% or more if you're not in a hurry. Purse makes it so easy to save money at Amazon by buying with crypto. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv and start saving now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of July 21st, 2019. The podcast that cries, what is truth? This is your host, Chen Killian. Let's epoxidize the news of the bogus. It was gonna happen sooner or later, regardless of who's in office. Cryptocurrencies have just been declared by the U.S. government to be a national security issue. Soon after Trump displayed his ignorance of both Bitcoin and the U.S. dollars by saying Bitcoin was created out of thin air and the dollar held its value, and the Federal Reserve called for more regulation of cryptos, Treasury Secretary Stephen Newton said that Bitcoin, Facebook's upcoming Libra currency, and other cryptocurrencies pose a national security risk. Of course, that's always what they say about things they don't like. Newton told reporters, quote, This is indeed a national security issue. Cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin have been exploited to support billions of dollars of illicit activity like cybercrime, tax evasion, extortion, ransomware, illicit drugs, and human trafficking. Really, Nuchin? Bitcoin is doing billions of dollars worth of those things? Even though the daily volume is only about 21 million? On the other hand, there is one currency you could truthfully say that about, the U.S. dollar. He also said that Libra, quote, could be misused by money launderers and terrorist financers. You know, like they're doing now with the dollar. Quote, the president does have concerns as it relates to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Those are legitimate concerns that we've been working on for a long period of time. Yeah, I'll bet. Currency that you can't steal from the people through inflation and that you can't use to spy on people or cut off their access to it. I'll bet that concerns you. Of course, people were immediately pointing out that this is a good indication. Circle CEO Jeremy Allaire tweeted, Possibly the largest bull signal for BTC ever. Crypto now a presidential global policy issue. People everywhere will embrace a mix of sovereign and non-sovereign digital currency. And Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong tweeted, Achievement unlocked. I dreamt about a sitting U.S. president needing to respond to growing cryptocurrency usage years ago. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. We just made it to step three, y'all. So, Streisand Effect, go! Ads are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything? and even make some money yourself. It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension, and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit, and so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency, with no middleman taking a cut. 
Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. So here's another story involving the attempts to compete with Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and the challenges they face. We've talked about Gab before, which ran into problems when a Twitter mob accused them of being white supremacists. Because they're free speech friendly, you know, and got their payment processors to cut them off. Another issue, as we've talked about, is the issue of moderating content to comply with this myriad of laws all over the world. An interesting attempt at this was Mastodon, which is an open-source Twitter-like system running on federated servers. Anyone who wants to can run their own Mastodon server and either make it completely private or connect to the Mastodon community at large and filter out content however they want to. Users can join a permissive server, or they can choose to join a restrictive one that bans the particular content that they don't like. Well, things got interesting when Gab set up its own Mastodon server. The Mastodon people hit the ceiling. Turns out there are a bunch of SJWs who are wanting to let people set up their own servers free of anyone slightly to the right of Vladimir Lenin. Also turns out they really don't understand what it was that they themselves created. The idea was that individual Mastodon servers could do what they want, and other servers could choose whether or not to connect to them. Mastodon put out a call for other Mastodon servers to cut Gab off, and Mastodon aggregators Tusky and Toot blacklisted Gag, and apparently that's still not enough for them. They're talking about putting blacklists in the code itself, with Gab being the very first entry. How they think they're going to enforce that with open source software is anybody's guess. And a lot of the app makers have made it clear that they're only doing that because they're in fear of reprisals from app stores. They made a system that's resistant to censorship, and now they're trying to censor people. Oh, by the way, they're apparently fine with people posting Tumblr porn and ads for sex workers. Which, for the record, I am too, but the hypocrisy here is very interesting. The bottom line is, Mastodon isn't truly a decentralized and distributed system, and censorship is not only possible, the bullying from the major developers can apparently make it inevitable. They're trying to have it both ways, and it just doesn't work that way. With Section 230 and free speech itself under attack, we need a truly decentralized solution. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. 
You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. This next one is just a reminder of how bad things can truly get. We still enjoy a much greater amount of freedom than they do in China. I know that's not exactly a high bar. But in this case, a Chinese game developer has had their business license revoked because they depicted Chinese President Xi Jinping as Winnie the Pooh. Indie Event, who publishes the horror game Devotion, has had their business license revoked by Shanghai. The game itself is actually Taiwanese, and China officially doesn't have any jurisdiction there, but the Taiwanese developer, Red Candle Games, quote-unquote, voluntarily cut the game because the Taiwanese game industry is heavily subsidized by China, meaning they basically cave to whatever the Chinese government says. So apparently one scene in the game has an ancient Taoist message written on a wall, that in reality reads Xi Jinping, Little Bear Winnie, which is how Winnie the Pooh is referred to in Chinese. It's not the first time she has been referred to as Winnie the Pooh, and China has endeavored to block all mentions of Pooh on social media. Sadly, the developers don't have any plans to re-release Devotion in the foreseeable future. This is just another case of some narcissistic politician not wanting to look weak and making himself look even weaker in the process. I mean, he can't even take being compared to Winnie the Pooh! We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to duplicate this week's biggest bogan emitter. And for the second week in a row, it's ISPA UK. If you recall last week, they named Mozilla one of their three internet villains of 2019 because they actually added a feature allowing people to secure their internet domain name lookups, and that meant the government couldn't spy on them. Apparently, they want everyone to be susceptible to Man in the Middle and other serious attacks just so government can catch a scant few criminals. As Paul Ducklin of Naked Security wrote, It's bizarre to recommend that people use secure browsers and check for the HTTPS padlock, while at the same time demanding that they navigate around the Internet in a way that is wide open to snooping and deliberate misdirection. 
Having a secure browser with insecure DNS is like locking the cockpit door to protect airplane pilots during flight, but choosing a random passenger to do the pre-flight clearance with air traffic control and insisting that the pilots trust the results. Well, it's a bit of an understatement to say that ISPA UK was met with quite a bit of backlash. Our tiny podcast here was just a fart in the wind by comparison, so they tried to back off with a non-apology that just made things worse. They wrote, In the 21 years the event has been running, it is probably fair to say that no other nomination has generated such strong opinion. Well, you haven't been that idiotic before! The villain category is intended to draw attention to an important issue in a light-hearted manner, but this year has clearly sent the wrong message. Oh, but did it? Did it really? Or did it just let people know how little you think of them and their fundamental rights and how much you were behind governments that wanted to spy on them and control them? While we are withdrawing the nomination, we still believe that it is important to properly scrutinize the implementation plans for DOH. You know, maybe it's your plans for users that need to be properly scrutinized. Just what are you doing with their DNS lookups currently? They give a six-point list of reasons why this setting is problematic. Laughably, the first option is user choice, because apparently user choice means not letting them have access to an option. And even if Mozilla does end up turning on DOH by default, and it's my position that they should, users can still turn it off if they want. But why should users be put in the position of having to decide or else having their domain lookups compromised? The second, user consent, is just as idiotic. Did they consent to let you see the name of every website they were visiting in the first place? The next two are data protection and security, but without DOH, the amount of data protection and security they have with regards to these lookups is zero. And online safety is just nutty. I don't even know where they're going with that one. And the last one is, quote, user and access network operator support. In that point, they write, If DOH doesn't work or is slow, a customer's internet access will be affected. The funny thing is, as I mentioned last week, DOH ends up being faster than doing the lookups through people's ISP, especially if you're using Firefox's default of Cloudflare, which will automatically select a nearby server with high connectivity. Quote, There are numerous other areas that we could go into. Yeah, it's probably just as well that you didn't. As it is, all you've done is gone and gotten yourself another biggest bogan emitter. Do you have children, or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling, or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash tuttletwins, and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary-aged children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 apiece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins.
And now let's reverse over this week's Idiot Extraordinaire. And this week it goes to Yahoo for a revised story about Chris Pratt and his t-shirt. So apparently Pratt was seen wearing a Gadsden flag t-shirt. This is the flag with a yellow field and a rattlesnake under which is written, Don't Tread on Me. Only Pratt's version had a modern American flag as the background. Yahoo ran a story on this which initially had the headline, Chris Pratt Criticized for White Supremacist T-Shirt. Yes, apparently the Gadsden flag, a flag symbolizing the autonomy and empowerment of the individual, is white supremacist now. So after a whole lot of people pointing out what a moron they are, Yahoo revised the headline to read, Chris Pratt Criticized for T-Shirt Choice. They also removed all references to white supremacism from the story. But the amazing thing is that they even ran this story to begin with, considering the source of the whole controversy was three tweets from random people. This seems to be what the news media is all about lately. They find a small number of tweets about an actor, or a Starbucks cup, or a racially recast character, or whatever, and pretend like it's this huge outrage that's sweeping the nation. The revised story still reads... Although the symbol has a non-racial history, it has been used by the U.S. men's soccer team and Metallica. Over the years, it has also been adopted by political groups like the Tea Party and some libertarian groups, as well as gun-toting supporters of the Second Amendment. Yeah, because libertarianism and gun rights weren't at all ideas that were important to our founding fathers. One wonders what these people would make of the fact that Christopher Ganston was anti-slavery. LA Times columnist Jonah Goldberg tweeted, Shame on Yahoo for this trash. A handful of dumb Twitter comments isn't a news story, you clickbaiting parasites. There's nothing white supremacist about that t-shirt. It's like everyone wants to be stupid and make everything worse. The Gadsden flag represents independence, autonomy, freedom, empowerment, and liberty. But to people embroiled in identity politics, those are the scariest concepts imaginable. So they have to make them out to be racist, bigoted, sexist, white supremacist, homophobic, transphobic, misogynistic deplorables. So sorry, Yahoo, but fixing the headline doesn't help. It's the fact that you ran the article at all that makes you this week's... Idiot Well, that wraps up this Skating on the Thin Ice of Modern Life edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please go to donate.bogosity.tv where you can give using PayPal or crypto, or subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and ad-free. You can even support this podcast for free with the airtime extension. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Tom Lehrer. I don't think these are really important issues as long as there's poverty and hunger and a lack of education and people are dying and children starving. This is important, not political correctness. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.
You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.pagosity.tv. Your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.pagosity.tv now.